0: Hello, Christchurch. Welcome to our Following Jesus with Christchurch podcast. Don't know if that name will stick or not, but it is the idea of the podcast, um, observations and stories that we have about following Jesus from our perspective here as Christchurch. I'm here with uh, Addison Hawkins, my friend and colleague. Hello, Christchurch. And uh, we are joined today by Bethany Slusher, uh, who is a- actually a relatively recent member of Christ Church, but has been attending for how long have you guys been attending now?
1: It'll be two years on Easter.
0: Two years on Easter. That's awesome. Uh, just to give you a-, a minute to introduce yourself, Bethany. Uh, you, your husband, Nathan, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hello, I am Bethany Slusher, and my husband is Nathan, and we have four kids. Um, Four boys and a girl, and my daughter is 13, and then I have a 10, 7, and 4 year old. Uh, We homeschool, and we have from the get go. So, this is, I believe, my eighth year of homeschooling. And as a family, we just really enjoy spending time together, really enjoy being outdoors. We love reading, um, love our church, love our church community and yeah
0: well done nice job <laughs> as we sort of dive into to this episode of following Jesus with Christ Church uh we thought we would focus on the family as- aspect of things that are happening as we walk through the coronavirus and and how it's affecting us um so you know, with that in mind, we invited Bethany as a mother of these four kids and uh, just asking her some questions about that, how she and she and Nathan are um, diving in, parenting their kids during this particular time. Uh, what what are some of the things that you are doing as you guys, you know, some of your rhythms have changed. I know you mentioned you homeschool, we homeschool too, and there are some aspects that don't change a whole lot, but you've got church and clubs and I mean, can't go to restaurant. I mean, there's a lot of things that are changing. As those things change, what are some of the things that you're doing to kind of help your kids through that, stay close to God, stay close to friends?
1: Um, this past Sunday, when we didn't meet, we thought it was important to make sure that we still had a time together to set aside to worship God and pray, and just talk and open the scripture and um, so we did that and we regularly since the homeschool and we have time in the morning every morning that we're home and aren't running to a a class or something early in the morning uh, we sit down and we start our time together with prayer and um, scripture reading and so our prayers have just been more directed along these lines some Um, music's been a big part too Um, Not playing or singing, but listening to music. Um, So those, I would say, are definitely the ways that we are intentionally staying close to God. And um, I guess as far as staying connected to other people, that's been a little different since some of the stuff is canceled. Um, Modern technology is really great. (laughs) Kind of have a love-hate relationship with it. (laughs) But I am thankful for it. It's it's been useful with staying connected with friends and, and, uh, church community. Um,
2: yeah, Yeah, that's great. How would you say, how have your kids responded to some of the, like, you know, not being able to gather for worship, but gathering in the mornings? Like, have that, have they responded favorably? Has that been encouraging? Uh,
1: responded,
2: yeah, like not having, you know, thinking about Sunday worship, not gathering together, doing the home worship guide. Did you, how would your how did your kids respond? What was that like?
1: Um I I took it way harder than my kids did. I I <laughs> I knew I knew it was coming cuz right. I just the trajectory of everything that was happening and some friends had mentioned that their church is closed and I knew it was coming. So I was like emotionally prepared, <laughs> but I really wasn't cuz when I heard we were We had a a a field trip at the air zoo. Every other school had canceled, so there was like 20 people in the whole place, which Mm. was pretty great. But I got the notification and I started crying Uh because even though I knew we weren't like I knew that was going to happen, just Mm. the reality of not meeting with my uh, family in a way that is really meaningful to me, Mm. um, and worshiping together and knowing that it likely isn't just one week but a more prolonged amount of time and uh so that was hard and my kids kind of just took it within the flow of of life and um uh as far as not being they're bummed to not meet as with uh wednesday night programs and uh, see their friends less and just the routine of that but so far they've taken that well
2: that's good Yeah, just thinking about how, you know, all of us in our different spheres are impacted in different ways by closures, school, church, different activities, restaurants, those sorts of things. How do you feel particularly impacted as a mother through all of this? Um,
1: this The way that I particularly feel impacted is a little different than I, I would have guessed or expected because... You know, until something like this happens, you don't really know how you or your friends or uh, the community around you will respond. And so, um, just kind of navigating what it looks like to be sensitive to the spectrum of responses. Whether, like, there's some people we know that are not in the older, more vulnerable category that are choosing to self quarantine for. A minimum of, of three weeks, no contact with anybody outside their house, to, you know, the other end where we're willing to get together and uh, still be in community and small groups. So just kind of figuring that out and um, being sensitive to everyone's preferences and convictions around that.
0: So with your kids, um, thinking through some of my own kids... Like, depending on ages, they may or may not be really plugged in to what's happening. Sometimes that can create big fears. Uh, Sometimes it just means oblivion. They don't really know what's going on. Like, how have you walked through sort of the emergence of coronavirus with your kids? What does that look like for y'all?
1: So when I knew you were going to ask me this question, I just thought, I don't I don't know how to answer that because I don't feel like it's been the fear component it hasn't really been present in our house or with my kids. Right. And uh, after Nathan and I talked for a little bit, uh, we realized that it's we've just dealt with it like we deal with everything else in life. We kind of just take it in stride and this is what's happening. This is a change in life and this is reality. Now, how do we adjust? How do we... How do we think about this? How do we think about this as Christians, as neighbors, as friends? And these are
0: conversations you're having with your kids, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like today we talked about how a lot of kids were like, or, uh, I've heard a lot of homeschool kids are like, "Oh man, how can we still have to do school?" And I was like, "Well, think about it. Like it might be really kind of fun at first, but think about that spring sports might just be done for some." Think how sad you'd be if something that you loved was taken away for a whole season or think about like they don't get to see their friends their routine is completely messed up like yours is pretty much intact just think about how that would impact this other person so just really trying to put them help help them put their themselves in other people's shoes and increase their awareness and sensitivity to others and so and then older people too like think about the the ways that they their fear is probably a lot greater than others and how how we can be sensitive to them as well um but it's just kind of been a conversation right from the start when everything started happening in china um and then little by little as things progressed and quickly um Mm -hmm. as it progressed very quickly
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um we just kept in conversation that's just a big part of how we do life and how we do parenting is we talk a lot we talk through things and if we are on any side, it's probably over talking and over <laughs> over discussing, right. but um, it's 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 gone well so
0: far. Well, we are all going to have lots of together time, <laughs> yeah, with our true. family, so we can right. we can keep talking. What what have been some of the things that you and, and you referenced? You know, your time of prayer together, music, that kind of thing. Is there anything that's been really? encouraging to you or challenging? Are there any sort of go-tos for Bethany or for the slushers in general?
1: Uh, for me particularly, I really enjoy music, uh, listening to music, and I f- find it deeply encouraging and comforting and just a whole spectrum of um, good things, uh, depending on what's going on in life. But um, we've been listening to more music than normal, mm-hmm. and I just I think... Our hearts, my heart is desirous of some of those lyrics and messages that uh, are communicated in the songs. And
2: Yeah. um, Do you have some of those? Yeah. yeah.
1: So a couple that I listened to recently that I just, the message of, I don't know if my mind is just more attuned to these words right now Mm. or or they really are repeated as frequently as it sounds, but... um, just the goodness of God has Mm. struck stuck out to me so much Mm -hmm. in the the songs that I've been listening to. And I haven't been like picking and choosing, but I just keep hearing over and over. I'm like, there it is again. There it is. again. God is good. He is so good. And uh, in times of hardship or trouble or fear or just, it doesn't matter. He's good. And just what a comfort and beautiful thing that is. And, um, so uh, three in particular that I just jotted down real quick, um, Psalm twenty three by Shane and Shane, Mm -hmm. Good to Me by Audrey Assad and uh, Norton Hall Band, My Hope is Built and Solid Rock. Yeah, those songs are really, I really enjoyed specifically.
0: That's awesome. That's great. Yeah.
2: So as we think about how we come alongside each other, you know, people coming alongside you guys, you coming alongside other people, you know, how can folks in Christ church in particular be proactive? Or maybe how are you guys thinking about being proactive? You mentioned some of this earlier, in and coming alongside one another, fellowshipping together, getting together in small groups. What does that look like for you and, and maybe for other people in similar situations to your family?
1: I think some of this goes back to uh, being aware and sensitive to uh, each person's or each family's preference and what they're comfortable with, and gracefully inquiring about that, mm. um, judgment-free. And yeah. <laughs> um, but for us specifically, I, I love being outside. I love being together with friends and loved ones outside. Um, so going on hikes and yeah. gathering people together and just putting an invite out there. Hey, if you want to meet at this park, this, this trail, you're welcome. Just to have some face to face time with those, um, that we're missing. Yeah. Also just having others over for dinner, just increasing the hospitality and, um, time together, a little mini potluck or however it works for
0: With very clean family. hands. Yes. Yeah, very lots, clean, lots sanitized sanitizer. hands. That's right. <laughs>
2: That's good. Well, Bethany, we're really thankful for you coming in, sharing some of the things that you guys are working through as a family, you know, the way that this has impacted you and your husband and your kids and, and just the way that you're engaging and being proactive and thinking through, you know, I, I love that line to the songs that you've been picking up. God is so good. Just being reminded of that through this whole process. But we realize that, you know, being stuck indoors <laughs> with kids sometimes, there might be there might be some frustration uh, that comes out in that. And there's this great uh, book of liturgy that a lot of us like to read um, called Every Moment Holy uh, by the, uh, the Rabbit Room. And there's a liturgy in here for moment of frustration at a child. And we thought this would be a great way to close our time together. So let me go ahead and just read that for all of us. Let me not react in this moment, O Lord, in the blindness of my own emotion. Rather, give me, a fellow sinner, wisdom to respond with a grace that would shepherd my child's heart towards your mercies. So equipping them for the hard labors of their own pilgrimage think that's such a great word, thinking about how we are responding with grace and shepherding our children's hearts towards the Lord's mercies. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what this is all about. How can we help shepherd our children in these moments that are so different for all of us and the ways we have to respond? So we're thankful for hearing the way that your family's doing that and the way that you're doing that. For sure. Yeah,
1: thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Um, a couple other thank yous. We are grateful for our producer-engineer, Matt <laughs> Kelly, uh, who gets us set up and, and rolling. We're, we're grateful for that. Uh, Kimberly, Betsy uh, out of the office are doing a lot of things behind the scenes to get these podcasts up and connectable and all of those different things. I also want to thank you all for listening and for the feedback that you give us. It really helps us as we seek to produce these and stay connected Uh, These are definitely unusual times, and uh, we want to continue to press into that, and how can we stay connected as a community. So for now, goodbye, and thank you for listening.